I need to know everything. Who in the what and the where I need everything. Trust me, I hear what you're saying, but I like it's new what you're telling me. I'm curious, George. I hop in the Porsche, there's five on a horse. I'm ready for war. I'm coming for ghosts to turn to a ghost. I need to know everything. Now you'd be surprised at the info you get is by letting them talk. So I'm letting them talk. What is going on, man? We're back. Sorry for the hiatus, folks. Sometimes life happens, but we are ready to get into this week nine drama, man. All kinds of uh, all kinds of action the last few weeks. It's so weird. Trevor, welcome, welcome in, of course. And um, sorry, I just started kicking this thing off, man. I'm just so excited to get into it. How we doing, brother? I'm doing well. I was gonna let you roll with it, man. There's a there's a lot to get to tonight, and there's uh... there. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's a weird time in the NFL right now, and and what felt like such clarity eight weeks ago in, in terms of like starting quarterbacks, starting running backs, between injuries and bad football, there's not much clarity anymore. Yeah, it's been difficult to manage for sure. Uh, juggling all the injuries, the bye weeks. Luckily, last week, which that's what I was getting ready to say too, is <clears throat> it's so weird having a week eight in the middle of the season, no teams on a bye. So yeah. we're coming coming fresh off of that. Got a couple of buys this week. We'll you know we'll touch on news, some injuries, quarterback injuries, especially man. What a just it's like scorched earth for quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Of course, we'll give you starts and sits and uh, finish it up by uh, by touching on that daily fantasy. But, you know, man, I'm I'm just ready to get back in here, start talking about some fantasy football. We can start with the, the teams that are on the line, Niners, Lions, Broncos, Jags. Those are some big-name players that we're going to be missing off of those teams, some high-powered offenses minus the Broncos. Um, but some high-powered offenses that uh, you're going to have to take those guys out of your lineup this week. Yeah, some serviceable quarterbacks, big-time running backs. You know, Christian McCaffrey comes to mind, Jameer Gibbs coming off the, the blow-up game. Uh, Finally. Saw on, what was that, Monday night? And yes, let him off the leash. The, the Raiders, and so that was big time. And now, obviously, you got to think that Montgomery is probably going to be back after the bye week, so how's that going to look? Uh, but then you've also got the the big time wide receivers, right? Amon Ross, St. Brown, Brandon Ayuk has been hot this year. Um, you've got Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley on there, Travis Etienne, like just a lot of of good fantasy football player, you know, guys to have for fantasy football, and that that's just the start of it this week. <laughs> like that is just that that that's just the guys on by, right? Uh, we right. still got a lot of injuries to deal with as well, mostly in the quarterback realm, um, and some just flat out sitting, sitting guys. And how's that going to affect the, the pass catchers and the running backs and those kind of things? If you think about like Las Vegas, and then you got Minnesota with Kirk Cousins, so a lot to get through with the quarterbacks. But I think it's not only just about what quarterbacks to play, but also how does this affect the rest of the team and re rest of the offense here around those quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always going to be a chain reaction when you start at the quarterback and work your way out. Right. We've seen what's, what's happened in Indy. No, Anthony Richardson, Michael Pittman stocks taking a little bit of a hit. 
Garrett Wilson, his stock has taken a hit with with Aaron Rodgers and and him missing out on these games due to injury. And we're seeing the same thing with Amari Cooper in Cleveland. So, you know, it's always going to be a chain reaction with these quarterbacks. And unfortunately, there's just a couple couple other guys that are going to miss the time. Uh, but before we get into the injuries and really diving into the quarterbacks, um, Leonard Fournette signed by the Buffalo Bills. I don't know how much of an impact move that's really going to be for them, especially for fantasy purposes. I do not foresee this impacting James Cook's volume or value. What do you make of the the signing there? Yeah, via Twitter, that's what everybody was talking about. Like, oh, why are they taking the why are they taking Fournette? They got to get Cook more involved. I I I think that James Cook is the real deal. I think they do need to get him more involved. And I think Fournette's more of a depth piece. They they haven't really found anybody else. I would also see, you know, I could see a little bit of like goal line work for Leonard yeah. Fournette, get inside the five yard line. We'll see how that usage goes, but not, not somebody that I'm interested in, in terms of, of rostering in fantasy football, but definitely, you know, if something were to happen to James Cook, now Leonard Fournette becomes really on the radar. Uh, I, I think more than anything, this could just hinder James Cook's ability to get into the end zone because I do think that inside the five-yard line, down in the you know in the scoring zones, they might trust the, the, the veteran to, to punch it in a little bit more than James Cook. So I worry about that a little bit. Um, but other than that, I mean, I don't really think it's going to you know change my outlook on James Cook right now. No, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you there 100%. Damian Harris goes on IR, so they got to bring somebody in for depth. Yeah. They still don't have Naheem Hines. It's pretty thin there in Buffalo. But this Leonard Fournette signing, signing ended up being like the highlight in terms of, you know, fantasy fantasy managers looking for anything big to happen at the trade deadline. No, uh, No wide receivers moved. I know I wanted to see Devontae Adams get moved. I wanted to see DeAndre Hopkins get moved. And it was pretty stagnant in terms of skill position players and any movement there. But at least Dobbs made his way up to Minnesota. Yeah, I'm not really understanding what the Tennessee Titans are doing still to this day. Like, (laughs) you're still a bad football team. Will Levis looked great. It was was fun to watch, but... I mean, DeAndre Hopkins was also just wide the hell open like multiple times. Like, I don't think Will Levis did anything special. I think that right. DeAndre Hopkins was just wide open and he and he hit him right. And so, I, I don't really know what they're doing. I was interested to see Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins move on. Um, I think that could have just given us a little bit of a spark because neither neither one of those guys outside of last week with Hopkins have really you know, really succeeded and, and outperformed or even hit expectations for for the year so far. De- uh, Devontae Adams moving on would have been great to see. Uh, you yeah. know, Las Vegas is making some changes, so maybe we get a little bit better Devontae, Devontae Adams for the rest of the year. We'll have to kind of see how that shakes out. You know, a guy like Adam Thielen I was kind of thinking about as a guy who could potentially move on. You know, Carolina signs him over the offseason, gets a really good eight games out of him. Like, why not just move him and get some stuff, you know, get something for him because he's an old veteran. Like, you're not going anywhere as a football team. I know he's great for the, you know, the young quarterback, but just another guy I think would have been, you know, um, 
potentially su- more successful for fantasy football elsewhere. But yeah, we ended up getting nothing really. Everything that everyone that was traded other than Josh Dobbs was defensive players. And right. uh, that's just boring for fantasy football, right? <laughs> Unless you're an IDL or, or IDP, you're really not uh, really not getting any benefit there. But I think not with Deacon, too, I'm glad you brought him up because he's actually from Carolina. So I don't know how much of that's playing into it, you know, him being close to, you know, where he's from and not really wanting to make a move there. But that's definitely a guy who I thought they would pounce on that opportunity no pun intended, talking Panthers, uh, to get him into a situation where they could recoup some of that value. Yeah. And I'm sure there were plenty of teams calling. Yeah, I, you know, I had him pegged as a guy that I thought the Chiefs could go after. You know, you're not yeah. going to need somebody who's flashy, but he's going to need somebody that, that Mahomes could rely on and Mahomes could trust. And a veteran like that who runs really good routes that's the perfect guy, like in my opinion, the, the perfect guy to to <laughs> rely on. And um, oh well, uh, the Chiefs don't make any moves either after a a stinker of a game. And uh, we'll let you guys talk about that on the fastest forty. And, and not trying to get too deep into it here, but oh yeah, it's just <laughs> it's a little frustrating whenever you have um, this much firepower on defense right now. The best quarterback in the league, the best tight end in the league, a really good offensive line pretty decent running back and you can't get anything out of your wide receivers. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to tell you the truth, but uh, you know, we'll push on. We'll trust the guys who've won a couple Super Bowls together and see if That's they right. can overcome. <laughs> so all you gotta at do. Not, uh, at least we're not Atlanta benching <laughs> our quarterback, what are they doing? Desmond Ritter rolling with Taylor Heineke. I'm honestly like, I haven't been impressed with Ritter. Right. He hasn't really done anything spectacular to jump off the page, but he's been they've been winning. So (laughs) I don't know exactly what the deal is. Maybe it's just like a pressure situation to get him to snap out of it or take more risks. I think that's been the biggest problem with Ritter is he's super conservative with the football, like to a fault. So um, Taylor Heineke stepping in and we know what that guy can do when he catches fire. He's a firecracker. He is a, he's a wild card for sure. I, I also like, I don't know. I think Arthur Smith's a bad football coach. I, I just don't believe him I agree in what he that. does. And and so when you talk about like Desmond Ritter, is he just too cautious? Like that's literally what Arthur Smith, I feel like probably preaches. And so I don't know. I've, I do know that Desmond Ritter helped somebody win a million dollars early this year because he was in the Millie Maker lineup on uh, DraftKings a couple weeks back. So he's had some flashes. He, he's shown the ability. And, yeah, who – I mean, it's a dumpster fire. Atlanta's in the in the mix. They could win the, the division. And here they are changing their starting quarterback after week eight. And I, maybe this is good for, you know, guys like Drake London and Kyle Pitts. London, I know, is battling an injury this week, but – and, and potentially will miss time. But ultimately, like, right now, I kind of just want to stay away from this Atlanta team until I see more. I mean, they don't even have Bijan. Bijan's not even running the ball. Like, they're lining up other guys in the backfield. It's weird. You know, it's just uh, – I don't know what's going on with Arthur Smith, and I don't really believe in him. And so we'll see what Heineke does, though. He's always been fun when he's come in in the past. Oh, yeah. 
he's one of those guys that can even break out and give you a couple of good runs too. So yeah, really excited for that. Hopefully they pump up. I mean, they, I just feel like they have so much young talent from Drake London to Kyle Pitts to Bijan. I mean, it just doesn't make sense, but you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe the Falcons will smarten up in the off season and get somebody in there. That's going to pull the juice out of those guys. Yep. Pushing into injuries, we just really just want to talk about a couple quarterbacks here because of how thin it is this week due to the buys. You know, when you said a pre-show, unless you've got one of those top-tier quarterbacks, Burrow, Jackson, uh, Hertz, Mahomes, Allen, you're really going to be scrambling to find somebody this week. Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles. He is going to be out for the season, and it sucks because that was towards the that was in the fourth quarter of that ball game. I mean, that thing was pretty much done yeah. at that point. And you just see it snap on, on it when he drops back, and not a lot you can do in that situation. Um, just uh, right. It, it sucks. Like he was having a, a he was having a decent last couple of games. It felt like they had kind of turned the corner a little bit. Yeah. Um, and now, now they're going to ro- roll out Jaron Hall, <laughs> and I guess see what they're going to get. Appeared out of fourth, thin air. Fifth round pick. So yeah, I it's a uh, it's tough scene. And Addison has really started to come on since Justin Jefferson got. I mean, Hawkinson's been one of the best tight ends in the league. It's fantasy wise, I feel like this is, really has a lot of impact and. We'll we'll get into start sits and we'll answer your guys' questions we have in the chats about it. But I, I I'm not sitting Hawkinson, but I am I'm pretty worried about Addison at this point. Just I, I don't want to really touch that until I start to see him a little bit more with with Hair uh, Hall. Yeah, we got to see we got to see the trends. We got to see what happens. They have a pretty nice matchup this week, so if they're able to prove something in this game, it's gonna feel you know, maybe a little more palatable to put those guys in your offense moving forward, especially when Justin Jefferson comes back, you're going to want to see something out of Addison to know they're going to get the ball to him. But it's also, who are they going to roll with long-term? Like if Hall isn't the guy, then maybe they go to Dobbs. And we've seen Dobbs pull a little bit out of Hollywood Brown in Arizona. So, I mean, I would feel more comfortable if Dobbs was starting this weekend, but of course he has to learn the offense. He has to get familiar with that system. So there's going to be a ramp up period there too. So definitely something that's going to be, we'll, we'll have to roll with the punches here. If you're rostering any, any Vikings players. I think this week it's, you put Hawkinson in and you just hope that it works out and you, you just chill and sit on, on Addison. That's the way I, I would play this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm benching Addison in two of my leagues after starting him in the flex the last two weeks. And <clears throat> Madison, Alexander Madison is going to find himself there as well. I mean, maybe they yeah. do lean in the running game with him and Akers, but I just don't see that happening either, to tell you the truth. Yeah, that's true. Oh, uh, <clears throat> thank you all for being here with us tonight. Herbert's already in the chat. Love it. Trolling, trolling us Chiefs fans for the loss to the Denver Broncos. Uh, he knows, though. You know, I, I, it, it was weird. I literally a week ago, I was like, holy cow. Chiefs already got a three-game lead, and now it's like it disappears so quickly in the NFL. 
Um, he knows that the Chiefs will take care of business. <laughs> and then Lee in the chat talking about Atlanta. Why not use Bijan more? I mean, that's like that's the question of the century, right? Everybody's asking that question. We all you wish we had brother. an understanding. Why not <laughs> Bijan, Drake London, Kyle Pitts? You've got all these top ten picks, and you're not use, utilizing them. They're just chilling. They're just hanging out. <laughs> um, let's talk waiver wire and quarterbacks, but let me let me pull this up because we keep talking about the quarterbacks. And um, Matthew Betts put this out on Twitter, and it's it's he does more DFS stuff, but it kind of just highlights pretty quickly, like legitimately what the quarterback situation looks like this week, and it is just gross. So you got a nice matchup with Geno and Lamar and also um, Dak and Jalen Hurts play each other. But Josh, right? well, not Josh Dobbs anymore because he just got traded. But when this tweet went out for Arizona. So Arizona what is going to be Clayton Toon probably for Arizona. It doesn't sound like uh, Kyler's going to be back quite yet against P.J. Walker. Sam Howe against Mac Jones. Mac Jones is not playable. Matt Stafford's going to be <laughs> right? So Brett Rippon's playing. You got Baker out there, Darren Hall against Heineke, Tyson Badgett because um, Fields is still out. Like, this is just gross, man. Yeah. Absolutely gross. Where's where's the good quarterbacks at now? We have some good matchups, right? The Chiefs-Miami play uh, the early game in, in Germany. That's a, a great quarterback matchup. Dak versus Jalen Hurts is going to be a great quarterback matchup. Yeah, but tomorrow night you got Will Levis on board. It's just, it's a gross, gross quarterback slate this week. Yeah, can't can't forget about the Burrow Allen matchup too. On uh, I think that's a Sunday, Sunday night? football yeah. game. But uh, but yeah, I mean nothing great here. And even on Monday night, you're not getting any better with Herbert obviously being prime going up against Zach Wilson. So yeah, there's really there's really nothing great here, especially for daily fantasy. I was actually uh, feeling a little frisky and started putting some lineups together after we got the sheet prepped up, and I was like, "Damn, I really don't even want to play on Sunday. I don't know. I don't like anything about it. Even even the Thursday night lineup, I didn't want to put any of those QBs in my lineup. So it's going to be a challenge." For you guys that don't have one of those peak guys, you mentioned it with Justin Fields having his thumb out, but Deshaun Watson's also day-to-day with that shoulder and uh, practicing a little bit, but still no word on if he's going to play. Yeah, um, and and there's talk about Dorian Thompson-Robinson yeah. starting instead. And and um, Justin asked that Stafford hurt. Yeah, he hurt his thumb on a throw. In that game, Brett Rippon actually came into the game, I think finished the game for the Rams. Um, so Stafford with the sprained thumb probably going to be out this week. I was saying it before, and, and there's guys like out here, right? And we put on I put on the on the show doc. Will Levis, you can go to him, Sam Howe, Gardner Minshew, CJ Stroud. Like there are guys that you can go to right now to to play. Plug them in this week if you need to. Um, but when I like after the top eight quarterbacks, if, if you just pull up any ranking sheet, here's some of the names that you're going to get nine through 15, right? Here's the guys that you're like, who am I going to play? 
CJ Stroud <laughs> against a good Tampa Bay team or defensively, right? And a slow Tampa Bay team. They, they're not going to give you the ball very often. Uh, Sam Howell against New England. So Bill Belichick and that defense against Sam Howell, who looked great last week, but not really, right? Baker no. Mayfield, Jordan Love, Will Levis in his first career start, Derek, or second career start, Derek Carr, Gardner Minshew, Matthew Stafford, if he plays, but probably won't play, Zach Wilson. Like, it's just, it's a graveyard of quarterbacks, and uh, we're going to go through some start sits. So hopefully we can kind of help you. We got streaming quarterbacks. Hopefully we'll be able to help you kind of get through this. If you don't have one of those top eight quarterbacks, those set in stone guys. And if you're in a 12 team league, four of those teams don't have a top eight quarterback at least. So uh, hopefully we can help you kind of through that over the next hour or so. <laughs> we got to patchwork this thing up as much yeah, as do. possible folks. <laughs> we absolutely do. Well, definitely. I mean, you know, before we go into all the starts and sits, you kind of touched on some of the waiver wire guys, right? Um, who are some of those QBs that might be available for us to really pull in? Um, it, it's really going to be, I mean, all these guys are going to be available in most of the leagues. And so now after waivers just hit this, you know, today, which most of them right. run, I think, Wednesday mornings, there might not be as many options out there. Uh, but those are kind of the guys, the C.J. Strouds of the world, the Sam Howells, maybe Will Levis tomorrow night against Pittsburgh's defense. That, that's it's pretty strong on a, and it's in a, it's in Pittsburgh if I if I remember right. I think it's in Pittsburgh. Right. Um, so I don't really love that. Derek Carr is probably out there a little bit. He's got Chicago this week, so you might feel better about. There's gonna be there's there's plenty of quarterbacks on the waiver wires this week. Because they're all backups and they're all trash. And so it's just, we got to figure out which one's the best one. Out of those guys, just who do you think that like 9 to 15 range without really giving away, you know, your like streaming quarterback of the week or even your starting quarterback of the week. But who who do you like out of those guys? Oh, or man. we could just talk about them in our starts and streams because I think we've kind of nailed. I think we kind of hit a couple of them, anyways. Yeah, we're gonna hit a couple of them on there. I mean, my we'll just kind of go into start of the week with QB. Then how about that? With yeah, my, let's do it. With my start of the week, I'm going with Derek Carr oh. playing against Chicago. Sorry, Herbert <laughs> said it's only quarterback available is Tannehill. That's a tough deal, man. You can't play. You can't play Tannehill. How many quarterbacks does every team have? They're all just sitting on five quarterbacks apiece. Sounds like it's oh. either take the L or make a trade. <laughs> yeah, Justin, don't trade for Stafford until you know for sure. Um, he he has definitely has a chance to play, but I would I would check that first. Right. Sorry, and all depending on how how difficult your team or how tough your team has had it so far is really whether or not you should even try and make a trade. Like you can roll the dice <laughs> if you have to. You know, if you That's got right. some wiggle room. But, uh, you know, my start of the week's Derek Carr. Chicago's defense has not been great. I'm really not uh, not stoked about anyone that's not in the top upper echelon of quarterbacks, as we kind of hinted to already. But Chicago definitely gives him the best opportunity. He has some great weapons. Kamara's been popping off. Dude's catching, like, 
seven, eight passes a game and doing a lot of great things with it. He trusts Michael Thomas. Chris Olave is getting involved plenty um, after a little bit of a speed bump there. But, you know, that's that's the best matchup. And in my mind, the most talented quarterback of that next tier of guys. At least yeah, a combination I, I of the two. That. What's that? I said at least the combination of the two with talent yeah. and matchup. Like that's that's oh, what yeah. I Oh yeah, Chicago's most. defense is absolutely garbage. Uh our our main man Nate's in here in the chat. Welcome in, Nate. Uh, I I actually have enjoyed watching Tyson Badgett play. Um don't like him this week against the Saints by any means. Um Nate says in the chat defense. that his he's hitting all the props, and maybe he is. <laughs> but not really loving against the Saints this week. Uh, but, yeah, that Bears defense is just just garbage. And, and Derek Carr is a veteran quarterback. He's got good playmakers around him. And he can check down to Alvin Kamara all he wants, and it will work out for him, right? Uh, I'm going I'm going Gardner Minshew. He's actually been pretty good over the last, you know, what, three games? Um Really, since their bye week, Tennessee was a tough game. But since week six, he was, he's gone over 300 yards twice. Uh, yeah. He's thrown for five touchdowns over those three games. And he definitely turns the ball over. He is a gunslinging style quarterback. He's going to throw it all over the place. But right. now you get a Carolina defense who's not very good. I am not really putting a lot of stock into this past week. I'm not. Houston's been fun to watch, but it's still Houston, still a rookie quarterback. And for Carolina to shut them down, good job, hats off. But I'm not putting a lot of stock into that. Gardner Minshew throwing the ball a ton. I uh, believe he had over 40 passes just this past week. And so that's – and Shane Sykin's offense is fast. I think they're the second or third fastest offense in terms of um, plays each, you know, like how many plays they, they run each week. And so – he wants to move. We saw him. That's what he did in Philadelphia, right? He the kind of a hurry up style, get get the plays in, get to the ball, run the run, ball, run, run. run the ball, and then set up that play action pass. And yeah, if you're if you're gonna tell me I can get 250 yards and potentially two touchdowns from Gardner Minshew, that's probably gonna end up a top 12 quarterback this week, and you're gonna find him on on your waiver wire. So uh, that's a guy I like a lot this week as well. Good matchup, good volume. And uh, good playmakers and Pittman and Josh Downs is coming in, coming into his own as well. No, I, I honestly really like that pick. And a lot of that's because of the Carolina Panthers defense and what we've seen from them with injuries. Shaq Thompson's yeah. been a big piece that they're missing out on. They just put three defensive guys on IR, including Jeremy Chin, who's in that secondary. Um, they're really just beat up, too. So I could see Gardner Minshew, Minshew taking advantage of this this defense even more because of those factors. I agree. Before you get to running back, I want to Justin in the chat says my quarterbacks are are shit. Is what I'm going to say. And they're the Raiders, <laughs> the Raiders quarterbacks. So Aiden O'Connell is going to be the starting quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders this week. Through all the things that are happening in Las Vegas, firing their coach and GM, and then releasing the the information post 12 a.m. Eastern time, like late, late night news, whenever they actually fired him, like that, whatever. But the interim coach comes out today and says they're benching Jimmy Garoppolo. Aiden O'Connell is going to be the quarterback. Again, they got to figure out what they've got in this guy. 
I thought he was serviceable a couple weeks ago when he was a starter and Jimmy Garoppolo was Same. out. Yeah. Definitely, like, would rather have some of the guys that you, you and I just talked about, our streaming quarterbacks I'd rather have. But if you're in a situation where there's no other quarterbacks out there, then, I mean, I, I'm going to be – I'm going to be halfway confident that Aiden O'Connell can at least get me 15 points and then hope the rest of my team hits some ceiling. And honestly, like for those who are worried about Devontae Adams, he was feeding him quite a bit. <laughs> this is just so bad. Um, you got to find a quarterback, my man. What are we doing? Oh, Zero QB strategy. That's right. <laughs> so we'll go into starts of the week for running backs. We'll probably talk more. We'll, we'll be talking more quarterbacks as we kind of move through this, but getting into the running back side of things for our starts, I'm going, uh, I'm going Isaiah Pacheco starting against Miami. Their rush defense is not great. Uh, we're going to be in Germany. I don't really foresee the score being super high, so I'm not relying on touchdowns here, but I think just pure yardage after what we saw from the wide receivers, you know, we might give, those guys an opportunity, but if they don't seize that opportunity earlier, early, then Pacheco's going to be that guy that's going to just push through. And if we get in the red zone, we're definitely going to be leaning on him quite a bit. When I say we, I'm talking the Chiefs. So um, Isaiah Pacheco is going to be my start of the week for, for running backs this week. Yeah, Miami's run defense is pretty pretty bad, too. Um, oh, yeah. This should be one of the best game environments on the, on the weekend, right? You got kind of the bookends on Sunday. You have, you've got the Chiefs Dolphins to start up at 8:30 a.m. You got a little Eagles <laughs> Cowboys action in the middle of the day and then you've got the Bills Bengals at the end of the day. Uh so yeah, get them started up with with a little Pacheco. Hopefully the Chiefs oh, yeah. can find ways to put the ball in the end zone this week against this uh, pretty pretty bad. I mean Miami's defense is not good. Jalen Ramsey coming back will help them. But it's not a great defense, and so this, this is a good right spot for the Chiefs' offense. Oh yeah, so it was It'll last week. Back, we'll little, little confidence uh, builder. That's right. So I kind of struggled with running back this week. Outside of the very, very obvious guys, it just it I didn't know where to go. I almost went Zach Moss, but I went Gardner Minshew already, so I didn't want to go two Colts guys. But I like Zach Moss. Along with Jonathan Taylor. I mean, Jonathan Taylor. I do like no Zach Moss, fight. too. Um, I kind of like Zach Moss there. I just didn't want to give you two Colts. And so I ended up landing on Jerome Ford, Cleveland Browns against the Arizona Cardinals. Gus Edwards just shredded this defense last week, went off on him, scored a couple of touchdowns. The Arizona defense has mailed it in. The Cardinals in general have pretty well mailed it in already for the season. I, I think this is a good opportunity for Jerome Ford to reestablish himself as the number one. The toughest part about this sell for me, like there's three, this is a three headed monster there in Cleveland. Pierre strong is getting way more work than we ever expected going into the season. Kareem hunt, obviously coming back to the Browns has been super involved as well. So that worries me a little bit, but Jerome Ford still should be getting the majority of the opportunities. And uh, hopefully he can capitalize this week against a pretty bad defense. No, I like that play. And I like what you said about Zach Moss, too, just because I almost put him in as my start of the week just to give people confidence about what Zach Moss is going to be able to do 
in that Colts offense. He's still the fourth best fantasy running back. So a lot of value there. But for Jerome Ford, him coming back, getting involved, this defense for the, the Cardinals, not good. And I think even if Kareem Hunt is in there taking some of those totes, he's still going to get his. So there's going to be no shortage of opportunities there. <clears throat> Moving into wide receivers, man. I like uh, I like T. Higgins for a big bounce back week. The Buffalo Bills secondary has been just ravaged by injuries. I don't. I think they're going to be putting all their resources into Jamar Chase. So I don't know how much is going to be left over to cover T. Higgins. Yep, he's due for another like serviceable game and. They're going to be putting everything they got into this Buffalo Bills game. So I like T. Higgins this week quite a bit to come back and catch a touchdown, grab six passes, put up 90 yards, and have himself a really, really good showing uh, for for the Cincinnati Bengals, especially since their offense is finally catching and hitting stride. Yeah, I I looked at Higgins quite a bit with my start of the week as well, so I think we're in lockstep with that. Uh, and this, again, just uh, trying to find guys who are in good environments this week, and this should be a good environment. The Bills' defense is, is not the defense that we expect it to be, and the Bengals have been rolling recently. Like Joe Burrow seems to be fully oh, yeah. healthy again and really back. Her, uh, Justin Herbert in the chat says Josh Palmer, a surprise receiver this week. Uh, I'd be fine with starting Josh Palmer. Uh, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. He's, he's been pretty decent there since Mike Evans or Mike Williams has been out and you know, really Quentin Johnson has not necessarily done much. So he's been a phantom. Uh, I mean, this last week he had a decent yeah. a couple catches here and there, but phantom other than that. I'm going with uh, Deontay Johnson tomorrow night against the Tennessee Titans, and this is uh, not the last time you'll hear me say Deontay Johnson's name. Look, he was came back for the first time last week and just dominated. I think um, uh, Pickett, Pickett, no, uh, yeah, um, Pickens, not Pickett, Pickens. He got the <laughs> he got the touchdown last week, so it makes. Deontay Johnson's day, day not look as good. But Deontay Johnson came back and absolutely dominated 14 targets. 14 targets. The next closest was a guy named Connor Hayward at six. Uh, this is what Deontay Johnson does. This is why we all love Deontay Johnson. This is why I have always loved Deontay Johnson anyways. Uh, he is a – he is – he absolutely is a target monster. Oh, yeah. And he does, you know, I think he ended up with uh, 10 or 12 catches out of those 16 targets. So, and Tennessee's defense, that's how you beat Tennessee is you go through their, um, you you go through their passing defense, right? So that's how you move the ball against them. They're not going to be yeah. able to run the ball. I'm actually going to talk about the Steelers again in sits because you don't run on Tennessee. And so you got to you gotta go back to, to Deontay Johnson at 14 targets last week. That's kind of crazy. Got to get back at it. I, I like him as a start of the week this week. That's that's great volume. That's great volume. And honestly, it's it's refreshing to see that that's the number. I didn't realize he had gotten that many targets last week. Um, we were recording the fastest 40 during that game 
so I didn't really watch it as closely as, as closely as I would have liked. But that's really refreshing to see that he's getting some love in that offense because it wasn't always that way last year, and he is uber talented. Oh, like yeah. That dude should be getting volume. Another guy that I would love <laughs> to see. Come on over. Yeah, Just Come on please. over to Kansas City. Come, come on. on over. Uh, Justin, I am not going to make any plans with you if the uh, Chargers win the division. And I'm definitely <laughs> not Googling whatever this is that you're asking me to. So <laughs> maybe after the show, I'll Google it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just play it let's, safe. Uh, play it safe. Yeah, let's one. move into tight ends. Absolutely. So tight ends. It's it's honestly in lockstep with the quarterback, right? Um, there's a lot of those quarterback injuries are going to impact these some of the premier tight ends. We don't know what TJ Hawkinson's going to do, but with tight end, the position just varies so much. Um, from those top tier guys down below, we're going to be missing some guys: George Kittle, Sam Laporta, Evan Ingram, all on by. So, going to be a little bit limited here with tight end as well. But if you were able to snag Dalton Kincaid. After Dawson Knox went down, it's pretty much forcing the Bills to take advantage of this guy's talent. They were limiting his snap share earlier in the season. Now they have no choice, and it's been paying off big. I'm going with Dalton Kincaid on the road against Cincinnati. Cincinnati has given up the second most points to fantasy tight ends. So the matchup is prime for him. And he's going to get plenty of volume in that offense. Like, him and Stefan Diggs will lead in targets this week. You can put the house on. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dalton Kincaid's a a pretty safe bet. And you you hit the nail on the head about the tight ends, like just in general, right? And we've talked about how much of a dumpster fire this position has been. We've gotten some relief from some of these rookies, right? Sam Laporta, Dalton Kincaid. They've looked good. Ferguson, thus far, and that's kind of provided some some relief in the tight end on the tight end side of things just to have more guys that we can rely on and and that's what that's where I'm going you know Jake Ferguson's who I'm going with against Philadelphia most of this is just I think Dak Prescott's playing pretty well right now uh mm-hmm. and I I think this game becomes one of the highest scoring games on the week uh, on the week uh, I think Philadelphia's team in time points is like 24. Dallas is like 22, somewhere in there. Easily could see a potential over in this game. And Dak's going to throw the ball. Uh, Philadelphia has been had. We saw what Washington just did to them last week. They've right. had some injuries in the secondary. You can get, you can beat the Philadelphia Eagles through the air. And with the way Dak Prescott's been playing, uh, I mean, I just, I'm just going for volume here in the tight end position. I like Jake Ferguson against the Eagles. Which really brings me, before we get to sits, to this question by Lee. He says, would you start Deontay Johnson and Pickens and sit Devontae Smith? And and I'm I'm a no. Like, I'm not playing George Pickens over Devontae Smith. I'll, I'll play De- Deontay Johnson and Smith if I'm picking out of the three. Look, A.J. Brown is, is on an absolute terror. There's no, no doubt about it. He can't say anything negative about what he's done. What is it, six straight over 125 yards? Like, NFL record. Absolutely yep. going crazy. Beat Calvin Johnson's record. But Devontae Smith has still been involved. He's gone over 100 yards already once this week, this year. He had 99 yards last week. He scored a couple touchdowns this year. I think he's got three or four on, on the season. He's still involved in this passing game. 
He just hasn't been the guy like like AJ Brown has been. AJ Brown's just been absolutely hot. But he had 11 targets two weeks ago. Uh, Devontae Smith, or three weeks ago, excuse me, Devontae Smith did, and seven targets last week. He's still very involved in this offense. I, I'm I'm good with him. 100%. I mean, the Cowboys' defense has been pretty stingy, and I think they key on A.J. Brown a little bit, but Dev- that means Devontae Smith's going to be the beneficiary in that si- situation. So yeah. I actually really like him. He Don't was forget, one though, of the- this Cowboys team gave up how many points against San Francisco? Like, they had they played a couple bad teams. I don't think they're that's I, I don't think they're as stingy as many of the stats look. They gave like 42 points against San Francisco. <laughs> Good offenses have had have had success against this team. Pre pre uh meltdown Brock Purdy, San Francisco. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. But I uh you know, I feel like Devontae Smith definitely he was he was a guy I was considering for start of the week as well. So I think he's gonna have a really big week this week. Someone's they're Dallas gonna be motivated to put a stop two. to that. He says number two, guys. All right, this is you. You give your first sit of the week, and uh, I'm gonna respond to Justin Herbert because um, the Chiefs literally won a Super Bowl without Tyreek. So um, that's me being honest <laughs> and spitting facts. You give your start of the week. I'm gonna look up the Cowboys' schedule because I don't think. They might be number two against the wide receivers. I don't think they've been that. I don't think they've played anybody that good. I mean, I off the wrong. top of my head, the Niners are the best team they've played up to this point. I don't know that they've played anyone super quality either, but I'll let you do that research while I talk about my sit of the week at quarterback. Daniel Jones is coming back. And they're playing the Raiders, which is a great matchup. The Raiders are in a transition period. It all sounds really, really, really great. Do not fall for it. I am not in the camp of starting Daniel Jones this week at all. I do not want to see him in a lineup. Trevor, I know you've probably got some great points to bring up later as we continue to move through this uh, starts and sits piece here. But I am not going to be the guy that falls victim to this in a quarterback controversy and put my chips in for Daniel Jones. I just could see. I mean, here's the thing. This is what I don't want to bank on. I don't want to bank on a guy that's been one of the worst ball security guys in the NFL since he's been drafted. But I also don't want to bank on this Raiders team magically getting motivated. If you just rewind the clock back two years to when John Gruden resigned and Rich Basaccia took over, that team came back with a little bit of juice and fire and actually started putting some things together, which was why it was so shocking to me why they hired Josh McDaniel in the first place. This could be a similar situation because those players did not like playing under that leadership group. So. Don't be surprised if the Raiders come out with a little bit of fire and stifle him, especially with Max Crosby coming off the edge against that Giants offensive line. Don't like it. No, sir. Yeah, you actually make a really good part point about Max Crosby there. Oof. <laughs> man, man, I might be changing my, my stream of the week here before we get to streams of the week. <laughs> <laughs> man. They've just been so bad. Like they, the defense I mean, has just been bad, and that's why I'm like, 
You're not wrong. You can, you can, but Max Crosby hasn't been bad. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay, real quick here. The Giants in week one. Okay, no, no wide receivers for the Giants. They don't have wide like they're worse than the Chiefs at wide receiver. The Jets in week two. <laughs> one so, of two teams in the league. Zach Wilson at starting quarterback for the New York Jets. Arizona in week three against Josh Dobbs. The Patriots don't have any running any wide receivers and Mac Jones at quarterback. There's the other team. And they, and they lost to the 49ers. 49ers put 42 points on them. The Chargers, they lost, so they beat the Chargers 20-17. The, the Chargers have good weapons. I'd be interested to see what Keen Allen ended up with that week. Uh, and then the Rams last week when Matt Stafford gets hurt like in the second quarter. So that kind of skews it a little bit, throws a pick six. That that game gets out of hand. Like Rams have great great wide receivers, but a hurt quarterback. So I again I just think some of the stats might be a little skewed for the Rams right now. And I think that this game is going to be more of a shootout than what we expect it to be. And that to me wants, you know, I want to have Devontae Smith. I want to mm-hmm. have Jake Ferguson. Obviously, you're going to play C.D. Lamb and A.J. Brown. Those are, are in Tony Pollard and DeAndre Swift. Like, those are, are – there's no question around them. They're locked. But if I can get some of the ancillary pieces as well, like Dallas Goddard, I, I want those guys. Has that really been the Cowboys' schedule the last three weeks? Like, those are some really solid offensives they've come up against. That's That's crazy. But, yeah, I, I totally agree with where you're coming from on the shootout aspect. This is going to be a big point game. Big points here. Keenan Allen, seven catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> and they had, you know, that was Josh Palmer. I guess probably Josh Palmer was the second wide receiver at that time. Four for 60. So you're still getting 10 PPR points out of the guy. Not terrible. Uh, okay, my turn to for a sit. I'm going Baker Mayfield against the Houston Tex- Texans. Tampa Bay runs really slow. I expect him to lean on the, the run quite a bit here. Houston's bad run defense is still a thing. Um, Tampa Bay's just got this like weird slow moxie to them. They just want to almost close to Pittsburgh where they just want to muck it up a little bit and just kind of try to win 17 to 14 and it's, right. it's, a, it's a boring brand of, of football, uh, but, you know, that with that being said, like that's, you know, the quarterback there. And I say Baker, not because you're starting him every week, but just in the quarterback landscape that we have right now, he could look like a viable option. I'm going to try to avoid him, though, if I can. Yeah, this climate is going to make some people do some crazy things like uh, start Aiden O'Connell, right, Justin Herbert? <laughs> That's right. Uh, there's uh there's that's one of those ones that I'd be avoiding too. Houston defense has actually been surprisingly good this year. Um, yeah. You know, they're forcing turnovers, they're putting pressure on QBs. I'm with you. I'm with you there for sure. <clears throat> looking at uh looking at running backs, I'm sitting Deontay Foreman going against the Saints team. The Saints defense has been suffocating opposing offenses i mean even in games they've lost it's been like 
by a field goal and the winning team scores 20 points, 17 points, something like that. So they're really not giving up a ton of touchdowns or points. And on top of that, that front seven for the Saints and with Tyron Matthew on the back end sort of quarterbacking things, I really don't like any of the the running backs that are that are going to come in there and especially with Deontay Foreman, you don't know if he's going to be splitting some more carries with Roshan Johnson this week as they continue to work him in. There's just a little bit of uncertainty there too that I'm not a big fan of, so I'm I'm sitting him even though he had a pretty decent game last week. Dude, I want Roshan to be a thing so bad. Me like, too. When does he become a thing? When when is this going to happen? Not this week. It's but like, when is this going to become? When is going to happen? It's like the Dalton Kincaid thing for me. Like I wanted him to be a thing so bad, and it just took so long. And now we're finally yep. here. One day it's going to happen for Roshan. I feel it. Same with Devon Achan. Really, I mean, we were waiting for Achan for a couple weeks, and then boom, he pops Ooh, up in week three, and we're like, yeah, we've been telling you. And then, unfortunately, guys, I can't wait for him to be back. I'm glad he's not he's back still, this week. He's still a top 10 fantasy running back. He hasn't touched a ball in three weeks. He's amazing. He is absolutely mind blowing. amazing. Uh, I'm going with Steelers running backs, and I'm just putting them both together because you <laughs> have been able to play Jalen Warren over the last couple of weeks. But I don't want either one of these guys, Najee Harris nor Jalen Warren. One, it's it's a pretty well split backfield right now. And two, they play the Tennessee Titans. And I will sit, unless it's an absolute stud, I'll be sitting my running backs against these guys all year long. Um, this team maybe has to do life with Will Levis, at quarterback. And um, this defense is going to continue to show up and, and, and play for this coach who just, I mean, one of the best coaches of just getting his guys to to outperform their skill set, it seems like, like, they love Vrabel, and they just play so hard for him. And I, I don't want anything to do with the Steelers running backs tomorrow night against this Titans uh, run defense. I think that's my favorite thing about this game is the coaching matchup because both Tomlin and Vrabel are such likable guys, and their players will put their life on the line for them. Like mm-hmm. they will do anything they ask in terms of like, just pure motivation. You're talking about two coaches that can bring the most out of anybody. We see the same thing with the Steelers, um, namely on the defensive side of the ball. You know what I mean? Same with same with what Vrabel's doing over there in Tennessee. So, you know, for that reason, I agree with you with the Steelers running backs, but for that same reason, I'm also going to be benching DeAndre Hopkins this week, except for in one league where I'm just like struggling to put people in my lineup. Uh, but DeAndre Hopkins will be finding his way to the bench, even with the big performance he had last week with Will Levis. At one point, I looked at the stat sheet. He had four catches for three touchdowns. Now, that's pretty damn good. But Cam Hayward's coming back for the Steelers' defensive line. They still got TJ Watt, and they still have Alex Highsmith. They're going to be forcing this rookie quarterback into some pressure he has not seen yet. There's not going to be any Minka Fitzpatrick on the back end helping this defense, but getting Cam Hayward back is enough for me to say I don't want to touch anything passing game related for this Titans team. So D Hop is going to be on my bench this week. Yeah, he was on my bench last week. Uh, Same. That was a fail. <laughs> but again, like. Same. 
you have to you have to see the games too, right? If you're just straight looking at the box score, you're gonna be like, why? Why in the world would we, you bench DeAndre Hopkins? But as you mentioned, like I was watching that game and and they were wide open. Like he was wide open, and Will Levis hit him. Uh, unlike Jimmy Garoppolo and Devontae Adams on Monday Night Football, Will oh, Levis man. actually was able to hit DeAndre Hopkins, and Hopkins did what he does best and finished. The, you know, scores touchdowns. So. Not to say you can't do that again, but this Pittsburgh defense is definitely a little bit different, and they're they're just built different overall. I I, I would be surprised to see if this game hit forty five points tomorrow night. Um, I'm gonna go with Jordan Addison against the Atlanta Falcons. Not necessarily a guy I would I I want to be sitting, but this is more a Jaron Hall play, right? We talked a lot about quarterbacks tonight, and just this is an area that I I'm just not going to trust. Jaron Hall right now. Addison has been hot. Love to see it uh, with the, the stats he's been putting up. But I don't want to – I'm not going to risk it this week. If I can sit him and find somebody else to play, I'm going to at least – let. like I want to see what this is going to look like for Jordan Addison with Jaron Hall at the helm. And so I, I don't want to sit there with a the goose egg on my team. I'll, I'll start somebody else, and then we'll see where it goes from there. But um, yeah, I'm starting. I'm sitting Jordan Addison for the week. Yeah, it's unfortunate that uh, we have to put Addison on the bench after having such a good showing the last two weeks. But I'm right there with you, man. I uh, I see no reason to plug him in until we know what's going to go on with this Vikings team for sure. Um, going over to tight ends for the bench, I'm putting Trey McBride on the bench. I know he had a freaking bomb game against the uh yep. the Ravens here but uh you know I'm just not uh I'm not buying it with the quarterback change with what's his name Tune or is it Tune yeah, Tune yeah like with Dobbs leaving town that's the chemistry that's going to get separated here and so they have to reestablish that and I'm just not sure what we're gonna what to expect from from Clayton Tune. Now, if Kyler Murray comes back, they start to build that up. I might trust it a little bit more. But you know, with Tune Tune under center, I want to see what's going on here first. Not to mention the matchup is not favorable. He's going to be facing yeah. the Cleveland Browns defense, which they are. I mean, they have, they've just been surprising <laughs> me. They've been surprising me this year. I was not expecting their defense to be so smothering. But that's exactly what they've been, and they've been smothering tight ends and quarterbacks alike. So I don't, yep. uh, I don't like that matchup, and I don't like the situation. So I'm going to put Trey McBride, even though he had a, a nice little 95 yarder with a touchdown. Yeah, um, I'm putting him on the bench this week. And that's just another one, just understanding the situations, right? You look at the box score; he looks great. I'm going to play him, but you just got to know the situation. So. And with change of the guard, a quarterback, better defense. I agree with you. Uh, don't don't just get into box score watching and then starting your players based on that. And I'm gonna go. I'm going with Logan Thomas. Similar in a sense of like just the defensive matchup against the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick is really good at shutting down opposing tight ends. He's always been known oh, yeah. for his ability to shut down opposing tight ends. Washington doesn't really want to play the way they play against the Eagles. I don't really understand it because it feels like every time they play the Eagles, 
they just let loose and let Sam Howell rip it. Uh, and then it's like, then they play any other team and like, okay, let's go back to running the ball 20 times a game. And so confusing. Then, you know, throwing screen passes and all this and that. So interesting, but it, I just don't like it against New England. I can see Washington trying to slow this down and, and beat New England uh, in more of a, a, a game that's probably going to go under, low-scoring game. I think, by the way, New England's team total is like 21. I don't think there's any chance. I don't think New England's scored over 17 this year maybe. So don't – like I'm not going for that. I think uh, – I don't like Logan Thomas this week. I think the only time they've eclipsed 20 was when they beat the Bills, and it was like that last minute. Oh, yeah, that's right. Touchdown. But other than that, it's been pretty dismal. So <laughs> that's right. Before we get to our high risk, high reward player of the week, let's answer Lee's question here Gus Edwards or Zach Moss? I think this is a pretty good one. Yeah, that is a good one. Gus Edwards going against Seattle. Zach Moss and their situation in Indy. Um, I'd be curious to see who your other running backs are. I'm sure they're probably pretty, pretty quality. If, if you're looking at uh, starting one of those two separate, but I don't know. Something's telling me to lean Zach Moss here. Just he's been consistent. Even with Jonathan Taylor coming back, I, I would have to look at the snap shares. I haven't really been in a position to have to start Zach Moss, but if if his snap count is kind of trending downwards and that's just him being really productive with his touches, then that would give me a little bit of pause. But, uh, you know, just looking at it at face value, I really like Zach Moss this week. So They have, they have trended downward a little bit. Um, JT's first day back, game back, it was 80... 20 split in favor of Moss. Mm -hmm. uh, then it was a 50-40. Trey Sermon was in there a couple snaps for some reason. La uh, week 7 was a 50-50, and then this past week it was 60-40 flipped. Taylor was on the field 60% of the time to Moss. So Moss has declined 80-50-50-40, um, yeah. but he was still he was still pretty efficient with his, his opportunities last week. Which we could see what those also look like because I think that sometimes plays a little bit of a factor. Zach Moss, yeah. 11 carries, 66 yards, and a touchdown. Jonathan Taylor, 12 carries, 95 yards. So opportunities were still about even. Uh, so I like that a little bit as well. Um, yeah. I, however, all that to be said, I'm leaning, I'm going Gus Edwards in here. And, and really for me, it's just I know Gus Edwards is the guy in Baltimore. Um, and he says Henry and Camaro yeah. is other two guys. So, um, yeah, you're playing both of those guys over these two. But, yeah, I'm going Gus Edwards sure. just because I know he is the number one there in Baltimore. Seattle is a, a decent matchup here uh, for the Ravens. and Middle of the road, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not – it doesn't scare you, but right. just the way that this offense – Runs. I, I like Gus Edwards and and the, his abilities there. But yeah, it's pretty close. I mean, it's it's splitting hairs essentially. Yeah. And I think they both could end up as top twenty running backs this week. Absolutely, I like I like that running back room you got, Lee, on that squad. Yeah, Kamara's okay. <laughs> Let's jump into the high risk, high reward section. I. 
I'll start with with the guy we've kind of talked about throughout the show already, Jordan Addison in Minnesota. Uh, let me just get adjusted here. Not knowing what's going to go on with the Vikings quarterback situation puts him at risk, right? We've kind of laid out what those risks are going to look like. But because they're going against the Atlanta Falcons this week, that's really not a terrible matchup in terms of you know what that team could possibly do in the passing game. And who knows, this guy Hall might come in and just start dicing him up because you don't have tape on him and you don't know what his tendencies are. And he leans heavily on Jordan Addison because he's the, you know, the prime talent at wide receiver right there next to TJ Hawkinson. So there's also that potential where it's high reward too. So just because of that scenario, and I feel like you could put, I know your guy definitely fits this category, high risk, high reward. I feel like you could put probably 15 other players into this section this week. But I, I'm looking at Jordan Addison just because of how volatile his situation is. In my mind, it's one of the the most uh, volatile situations in terms of the scale just tipping so drastically one way or the other. So um, I'm going high risk, high reward for him this week. Yeah, I, I, I like it in the sense of like it's truly a risky move. But we've seen the talent, and we know what he can do with the opportunities. Um, also, Lee also has Jameer Gibbs on that team. That's pretty sick. Okay, now I'll see your running goodness. back. The running backs are nice. Uh, I'm going Josh Downs with the Indianapolis Colts. Gardner Minshew has started four games for the Colts. Downs has 12, 8, 6, and 9 targets in those four games. It is just very clear that Gardner, when, when Gardner Minshew plays for this team, there are two guys that he's throwing the ball to. He's throwing the ball to Michael Pittman Jr., and he's throwing the ball to Josh Downs. And that's really it. And we see in the NFL and just offenses for fantasy football in general, like you find these offenses that really start to lower the amount of, of players who are involved. It becomes fantasy goodness, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Eagles are going to – they're going to throw to – Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, and that's it. Like, all the offense goes through those guys. In Miami, it's all Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. It's it's those type of offenses that, that you want to be targeting just in general. And now you get a guy like Josh Downs who isn't really on a lot of people's radars, wasn't drafted at all. He's probably still on some people's um, waiver wires. But he's getting the volume with Gardner Minshew, and it's a guy that I really like. And now they get a a really good matchup against the Carolina Panthers. I think this is an opportunity for him to to really have a breakout type of game this week against this defense. Yeah, I love the matchup. I think, you know, with, with Josh Downs, we've seen enough quality flashes to know that that reward is there, right? But then there's also the other side where... You know, Minshew could do what he's done in other situations and play spotty and doesn't get the offense going. Or they blow the Panthers out early and then they lean on that running game to finish it out. So that's definitely high risk, high reward situation, 100 percent. But I really, really do like the reward side a little bit more for him, I think. Absolutely. Uh, James in the chat, have I have I missed the Will Levis chat already? No, I'm going to talk about Will Levis. 
I'm going to talk about Will Levis right now because Dan talked me off of Daniel Jones. So I can't play Daniel Jones this week. I and do it's not probably for the it. better. I have I have a sick, <laughs> thick mind and just want to keep playing Daniel Jones. And I got to stop giving the people bad advice. So I'm going to talk about Will Levis. And this is a great segue. I'll just go right into it. My streaming quarterback of the week is the one, Will Levis. Tomorrow night against Pittsburgh Steelers. We definitely talked about all the things, Pittsburgh and, and Tennessee and these defenses. And maybe this does become a, a slow, just knockdown, drag out kind of a game. But y'all, let's 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 look at this Will Levis line from last week. 238 yards and four tutties. Actually, what I liked a little bit about what I uh, watched last week, he did have seven seven rushes. It didn't go for much, but he he moves around the pocket a lot. It it brings a whole different dynamic than watching Ryan Tannehill's old ass just standing back there, just getting <laughs> smoked time after time. Like Will Levis is going to move. We saw it in Kentucky last, you know, when he was in college. He's going to be able to run the ball a little bit. Uh, it kind of made sense of like you go get a guy like Malik Willis, but he doesn't really show up. So you get a guy like Will Levis. It seems like this is the style of quarterback that Vrabel and company are really wanting to have back there. And so I think Will Levis, now you've got another week of game planning, albeit a short week. A decent defense, but you just mentioned earlier, Micah Fitzpatrick's not going to be in there. This this passing game is the way they're going to have to to really, you know, advance the ball probably. Derrick Henry's always there, but it's really going to be on the arm of Will Levis. So, yeah. Throw Will Levis in your lineup this week. Let's go. I like it. I do. I think, you know. And the yes, matchup. I do hate, hate Ryan Tannehill. I think he's garbage. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> Tannehill is, uh, you know, it's time to move into the Andy Dalton phase of his career where yeah. he, he starts to back people up. Uh, Grab a clipboard and uh, be a leader to these young guys. Yes, time to shepherd in the next wave of young NFLers. <laughs> but with Will Levis, he definitely brings an exciting dynamic. I am fearful of the Pittsburgh defense on Will Levis. I 100% am. But with the QB situation going on, like what you have to lose. <laughs> What yep. do you really have to lose if you're looking for a QB to stream this week? Between buys and injuries, your options are limited. And that's one for me, going with Taylor Heineke. After taking over for Desmond Ritter, he put up 175 and a touchdown. Really started bringing out that talent in the Falcons offense that we've talked about. He's super exciting to watch. Dude plays like with a lot of fire. Really similar to Gardner Minshew, honestly. I feel like those two guys are yeah. two-piece in pod in terms of the energy that they play with. And you can even put Baker Mayfield in there as well as those kind of like just really energetic. Uh, they charge up the guys around them. They're really excited to play with them. So I like Taylor Heineke against Minnesota. Minnesota's defense has not been anything to write home about nope. in terms of you know what they can do in this with their secondary. So... I like Taylor Heineke's matchup too. So if I'm streaming somebody, you know this guy's gonna be widely available. I'm grabbing Taylor Heineke this week. Yeah. Um, real quick, James in the chat talking about um, Will Levis on DraftKings. 
for a week long, uh, and I know that's what he's talking about. Not to, we'll, we will both talk about tomorrow night in just a single game, but in a week long, there's there's actually other mid five k guys that are a lot better options on DraftKings this week. So, um, not really loving Will Levis on DraftKings. This is more if you need a, a streaming quarterback for for your season long stuff. But there's other cheap guys on DraftKings that I like. Right, well, unless you're playing Levis, a Thursday Levis. night. Levis got a lot of help with wide receivers making great catches. He did. I mean, like we said, DeAndre Hopkins was wide open multiple times. So, oh yeah, um, I don't mind that. All right, At the I'm end of the day, go. wide receivers gotta gotta catch the ball, right? You could yep. throw it straight into their bread basket, but if they don't catch it, then that pass is incomplete, and yep. QB doesn't get any credit. So. I'm going to stay right there with that Atlanta-Minnesota game when I talk my defense. I'm going with the Atlanta defense against, once again, right, the rookie quarterback, Jaron Hall, first time ever starting. Atlanta's available at more than 50% of ESPN leagues. Why not just pick on the rookies? We did it early in the in the NFL season. We would play defenses against Stroud and Bryce Young. And we may as well start doing that again this week. And it's Hall's very first start in the NFL. So, um, yes, he can obviously go off. Will Levis just went off in his very first start. But that's not that doesn't happen very often. So give me Atlanta's defense for my streaming defense of the week. It's certainly a rare situation. It is not the norm to see a QB pop off in their first start. Uh, not every QB is Brock Purdy or whoever else recently you've seen really do that. Um, I like the play for sure. For me, it's I'm going Colts. I feel like we've been talking about for how volatile the situations are around these games. I feel like we've really been talking about them a lot for players yeah. that we, we do like from those games. So I think that's maybe an important observation is like choosing which of these situations is going to play into your favor. And so for the defensive side of the ball with the Colts, I like their matchup against Carolina. They're owned in less than 10% of league. So if you need to stream in a defense here, maybe you had the Niners defense, you've been riding with them all year. Now you need to go and fill somebody in. Maybe you've been riding with the Jags defense for whatever reason. They've been on kind of a, they've been doing all right the last couple of weeks. Grab the Colts this week. The Carolina Panthers have been turning the ball over. They're not really scoring a ton. Uh, aside from the one Adam Thielen touchdown a game that you get from them. So I just I like them for a streaming option, someone you can fill in while your your defense is out this week. Or maybe maybe you have the Chiefs defense. You don't want to roll the dice against the Dolphins this week. You can always stream in the Colts too. Yeah, I like that. Um, I mean, there's other de- like Bills. Do you really trust the Bills against the Bengals this week? Eagles, Cowboys, Cowboys and Eagles. You could not feel great about just thinking that's going to be a high scoring game. So, yeah, there's there's some other defenses that you you usually rely on that you may feel a little skeptical about as well um, this week. So go ahead and grab a couple of those streaming defense options. We're going to get into our Thursday night daily fantasy lineup, uh, but before we do. James, look, I already talked about the Titans early on the podcast. So you're either going to have to back up here on YouTube and go back and watch it at the very beginning or catch us on audio, Apple, Spotify podcast. 
we drop it every Thursday morning after the live show on Wednesday night. So uh, maybe you got to go listen to that tomorrow morning on your drive <laughs> into work. But I already talked about how I don't understand why the Titans did not just fire sale all these old dudes. I've been talking about that since the offseason, though, and everybody knows it. Um, so let's uh, let's talk more Titans and uh, build a, a Thursday night lineup. Who you got in your DraftKings Thursday night showdown? Gosh, this was such a difficult decision. Starting with the captain seat, I just didn't know who <laughs> I didn't know who to trust here for that marquee position. So I went with the Steelers defense. I think they're going to make some noise. I think they're going to be in a really great position to generate turnovers and put up some fantasy points. I like the multiplier here for them. So I'm rolling with Steelers D in the captain seat. Going with the two running backs, Henry and Harris, I think this is going to be an old-school-style football game where we're going to get some hard-nosed running. That seems to be the style that Vrabel and Tomlin like to employ anyway. So I'm going to plug in Jalen Warren there as a supplement for uh, Najee Harris. And then if I have to go with one of the uh, one of the other players on offense to pick, I'm going D-Hop just so I can use some more of that budget. And plugging in the Titans kicker as well. Because if they end up moving the ball down the field, I don't think there's going to be a lot of touchdowns scored. And I like uh, I like Nick Folk here as well. There's $600 left. I think with the kicker, I, you can go either way. You can go Boswell. You can go Folk. You're going to be in a similar situation with either of those guys. So, I mean, that's just kind of where I'm rolling. No QBs in my lineup this week. Yeah, that, that, that's an interesting one. Um, I, I agree with the kickers this week. I do think this is a week that we want to try to sneak some kickers in to, you know, sprinkle them in there. Um, and, and I will probably, I'll probably deploy defenses a little bit more in my single game lineups this week than I, I will, that I have been doing. So, um, I'm going to go with Deontay Johnson and his 14 targets from last week as my, MVP on FanDuel. Of course, if I'm anytime I put the wide receiver in MVP or captain spot, I'm going to bring the, the quarterback. Right now, I just put Steelers quarterback because Kenny Pickett is not necessarily 100%. But on FanDuel, they already accounted for him to miss potentially. So him and Mitchell Trubisky are the same salary. So it makes it easy. I'm just going to put the Steelers quarterback in there. I'm going to stick with some other Steelers players. I'm going to put uh, Chris Boswell in there thinking about the exact same thing you just talked about, getting kickers in. And I also like the Pittsburgh defense, just thinking through in a one-game sample against a rookie quarterback, could they cause some havoc? Again, we're thinking about this in a completely different way than what we just talked about with, with season long, right? We have right. one game that we can only think through right now. And so could they cause some havoc, sack him a couple of times, maybe get an interception or two. So want to go there. Uh, and then I'm also going – I have to play one Titan, and I am going to play Will Levis. Uh, just the way that the FanDuel scoring is, quarterbacks usually reign supreme. And if he utilizes his legs a little bit more than even he did last week, he potentially finds himself with a rushing touchdown, something like that. It really carries him um, more than it would carry – you know, his pass catchers or running backs because he's not throwing them touchdowns or anything like that. So that's kind of the way I, I built this lineup. Deontay Johnson through the air. That's how Pittsburgh's going to move the ball. And then uh, the Steelers defense causing some havoc 
while Will Levis uses his legs a little bit more. Love it. Yeah, I think it's important to note that this week is totally different from a lot of the other daily fantasy lineups we put together for these Thursday night showdowns just because of the the defensive caliber that we have for both. Like I was putting my lineups together. I think I switched it probably five or six times before I finally settled on the one I moved forward with because when I first put it together, I had both defenses and both kickers in there just because I'm like, man, I feel like this is going to be a heavy field goal, like 18 to 12 kind of game where it's just a ton of field goals or like, you know, 18, 13, someone sneaks a touchdown in there somewhere. Like, that's just the way I, I see this one going. Not a whole lot of uh, matriculating the ball down the field, to quote the right. old Hank Stram, uh, Hank Stram for the Kansas City Chiefs. But, man, that was fun to get back in here, brother. I, I don't know what Lee's asking. So it's kind of been, I've like been trying to think through this as you, but my, are you still mad at Anderson? Nick Folk hasn't missed a field goal or extra point all year, so there's that going for you. Yeah. Uh, it has been great to get back into it. I was just going to mention one uh, real quick. My, I have been absolutely scorching hot with single games this year on FanDuel. So you you want to hear a little bit more about what I have to say. I'll, I'll even share lineups with you here and there if you want. If you just come on over to our Discord and join the Discord. We've got a, a Rumbles of Red channel. We've got an ADP channel on there. We can talk fantasy. We can talk season long, answer your start to question, and then jump in the Rumbles of Red channel. We'll talk daily fantasy all the time. I haven't been doing the Rumbles of Red as much. Been uh, have some life changes with my job, and that has really been um, – bogging me down uh which is awesome it's great things that are happening uh but it's just it's obviously taking up a lot more of my time and so that's kind of you know usually when you pick up new stuff you something's got to drop off but it doesn't mean i have stopped playing daily fantasy and nor have i stopped researching daily fantasy and i've been absolutely running hot on these single games um winning week after week game after game so Make sure if you want a little bit more of that action, jump into our Discord. Be happy to help and uh, provide some of some of my thoughts around all of these single games. Uh, we got an extra one this week with the the Dolphins and the Chiefs, so you know I'll be playing plenty of lineups in, in that one as well. Uh, it should be a little bit more firepower than tomorrow night's game, uh, but it's uh it's no matter what, like low scoring games or high scoring games, there's still ways that you can win some good money on fantasy on daily fantasy. Love it. Absolutely. And you can, uh, if, for the Chiefs fans out there, I know we got a bunch of them. You can follow us at the fastest 40, fastest underscore 40 on IG and Twitter. Got a new episode coming out tomorrow on the free Odyssey app, or you can check us out on Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts. And then again, join the Discord for some of the other sports. We got NBA coming up. So the bounce, they've got a channel there where you can tune in and talk, talk trades. I know the James Harden trade. Was a big one last night for the Los Angeles Clippers. So I'm a I'm a Clippers fan. We don't have a team here in Kansas City, so I've been following them for uh, better part of a decade now since Chris Paul made his way over there. So that's that's wild. It's been that long, but uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of fun watching those guys talk talk football. And then you know we've got our other uh, general football channel. So just get all of your sports energy out in that discord and, and follow along with all the shows that we have on our YouTube channel here too. So 
Um, if you want to follow the Twitter page, it's at bite underscore. Uh, oops, I am misreading this, so I want to make sure <laughs> make sure I get that pulled back up here. What is it? At bite underscore size sports. Yep. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I accidentally hit the wrong button on my on my sheet here, but. Yeah, make sure you follow their their the page on Twitter here so that you can follow along with any of the the updates that we're pumping out. And man, it feels great to get back in here. I'm ready for this slate of games. A lot of good matchups, a lot of good fantasy football to be had. And we're we're past the halfway point. We are. Let's go. Let's get it. Week nine, baby. Week nine. Peace. I need to know everything. Who in the what in the where I need everything. Trust me, I hear what you're saying, but I like it's new what you're telling me. I'm curious, George, I hop in the Porsche, there's five on a horse, I'm ready for war, I'm coming for throws to turn to a ghost, I need to know everything. Now you'll be surprised at the info you get is by letting them talk so I'm letting